imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from millions who suffer. You don't want to get help because you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell people the dark stuff that you've went through. That stigmatism of you can't talk to people it is so true. Post-traumatic stress is not a disorder. It's an injury that can be healed quickly so that those who suffer get back to thriving in their families, communities, and mission. And I said, I yeah. don't wanna, I, I can't, I don't wanna live this trauma again. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. And I said, yeah. what? The hospital I went to and the experts, they forgot to tell me I can heal. I didn't know that I can get rid of PTSD. Each week we tell a skeptical world what is possible with stories of those who have successfully cured their trauma. I don't even know what to imagine for myself now, my future, because I have one. This is Life After PTSD. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Life After PTSD. My name is Jeff McLaughlin, hosting here live in Orlando with my regular cohort, Carrie Russo. How's it going, Carrie? It is going. Today we've got, uh, we've, we've got, there's four of us hanging out today, which is super excited. I've got uh, our buddy Ben Rawl of the Design to Heal podcast and Achieve Wellness here in Orlando. How's it going, Ben? Yes, very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, we, we've kind of done some trading places, I guess, in recent weeks. We had Alan jump on your show and talked wellness and, and the aspect of mental health in that regard. So we're going to have you on today um, because our, our fourth participant today um, is Brian. Brian was episode four of Life After PTSD. And so, you know, we're well over 60 episodes now. So, so Brian, we're, this, this thing is a thing. I think when Brian probably first came in, he was he was placing bets with Carrie if this thing would last or not. So somebody pay up because I think I'm owed something here. All right, you didn't think we could do it. I'm just kidding. No, he was a supporter right from the <laughs> uh, from the get go. Brian, thanks for being here, man. We're excited to have you. Thank you. Today we're going to talk about uh, just a, a bit of an update on your story, but also you have questions and Ben may have some answers because there are some questions I think that extend beyond just your treatment um, in the mental health realm for PTSD. But before we get started on that, between you and Carrie, why don't you guys talk about your journey for the good of the audience um, and maybe if there's an update. Brian came to my office uh, quite a few years ago initially and I did some therapy that was not very effective to be really nice about it. And uh, it was just didn't go well. So when I was trained in this new therapy, I called Brian and said, hey, will you come try it out and see what happens? And we had some good success and he's doing well most of the time through some, in fact, you've had some life challenges that have happened with relationships and you've survived differently than you thought you would have. Recently though, Brian and I have been working on some other things and one of the things that came up is health. And so I... Early this morning or last night, late last night, put Ben on the spot and said, "Hey, do you want to talk about some things tomorrow?" And uh, because I, don't I have know this there was client, a question in there, Ben, it was more yeah, of a "This is happening." That's not my memory on it. The memory is <laughs> here's what we will be doing, uh, but it's okay because I said sorry, right? So sorry, yeah, it's so yeah. late, but here's what we'll be doing. I'm just kidding. But knowing Carrie, if I had to guess, that was probably the same way it was presented to Brian. Brian, you're coming on the show tomorrow. Oh, okay. Le texted literally 30 minutes ago about me. <laughs> Brian, well, we, we like to say with Carrie, if, if she gives you time to think, you might say no. So just that's the tactic right there. And I have to give her credit. It usually works. So you're here. But realistically, Brian, you did have some things. He, he's asked about, you know, nutrition. And, I, and I, I know he's struggled with, you know, I feel like I should go off of, you know, sugar, or go off of gluten. And you've tried different things. It's, it's because I, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, let's say, a year ago. And it, more and more veterans now, I guess, are coming out with autoimmune diseases mm. like that. And they're saying it's from the burn pits or things that we were exposed to. So, I mean, I know the Hashimoto's can, your thyroid can directly, from my yeah, layman's yeah. research, yeah. is that it ties directly into your adrenal glands yeah. and your liver and everything else. And so I was like, well, I already have a hard time sleeping. I get these rushes of anxiety, which apparently are supposed to be tied with, you know, adrenal fatigue. And, um, so I tried it, but then went through my fiance broke up with me like three months into this, you know, 90 day Hashimoto's protocol that mm. I was trying. Mm. And, uh, it, you know, it's kind of hard to maintain a diet like that when you're going through yeah, yeah a lot of other stress. So the, um, and I don't know if we just want to jump in like that. Um, you know, I, I know I feel like oftentimes, and this is the first time we've met Brian, right? And so, and, and, and we're not uh, also kind of for listeners, we're not doctoring over the airwaves. And what we're actually doing is really just having a conversation, right? This isn't um, in a sense, right? Just talking about ideas. But there's a few things that I would put a little context around it maybe before we go too far. Number one, you said, hey, I'm just a, you know, I'm just a, a, a lay guy or however you said that, right? You know, and I think so many times we feel 
uh, you know, so unempowered about our health because it's felt like it's so complicated with these fancy terms and autoimmune diseases and, you know, Hashimoto's and just diagnosis. I was reading a book last night. It said that right now I think there's 6,000 medications on the market, right? So for example, just talking for the physician, like to try to even pretend to know what those would all do, right, is just unmanageable. And then so it gets overwhelming, but but it's also at the same time a lot simpler than, than, than that, okay? And so that being said, I try to stay away from the approach like, um, you know, we're all different people. We've all had different life experiences. And so some people say, hey, what do I take to sleep, right? What should I, what should I take to sleep, right? And we're kind of conditioned to think like that or, hey, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I have, you know, high cholesterol. What should I take for my high cholesterol? And I think I understand the tone of those questions, right? But we need to kind of think a little bit beyond that, all right? I'll give, and, and, and so we can, we'll, and I'll use the uh, Hashimoto's as an example. So one of the things that we know from an autoimmune stamp, standpoint, and one of the reasons I believe we're seeing a lot more of it in the military is, as you probably could recall and remember, um, you guys are uh, guinea pigs in many ways for a lot of uh, vaccinations, all right? So one of the triggers that we've seen um, happen with autoimmune diseases, this is, there's literally, when I say the textbooks, there's literally textbooks called autoimmune disease and vaccines, all right? So like, this isn't like, you know, we're making something up today to have a conversation. It's very real. But, but let me talk to you about why that is. So a lot of the ingredients that are in vaccinations, some of this is known, some of this isn't known. Um, some vaccines, so like, for example, one of the flu shots this year is grown on the kidney cells of dogs, okay? Which is disgusting, and I'd want to know that, right? There's other things that are grown on. Um, the polio vaccine is notoriously known for being grown on rhesus monkeys, right? On the kidney cells of monkeys. You have, there's also grown on chick embryo. They're grown on um, a blood, a blood of a bovine of, of, of calf, right? They're, blown, uh, they're grown on um, aborted fetal tissue cells, okay? So okay. disgusting, yes. So are you just recommending yeah. we not get a flu shot? Get a flu shot? If, just curious. If, yeah, so me, you know, Ben You Rall, obviously don't and, listen to, yeah. to the, the Design to so, Heal no, podcast. I know, I know. I can't, he, I know can't he's, tell a person no. what to do. You know, I mean, I'm not, but I will tell you that I have never had a flu shot. My children have never had a flu shot. My wife has never had a flu shot, and I would never get a flu shot. Ben Rawl, okay, right? You can do whatever you want, Carrie, all right? I'm, so now, but this just think about this, and I apologize for digressing a little bit, but it kind of sets the stage for us. So when you inject these things into our body, let's just say you get a little, they, this is, again, all known science if you go into this. So there's fractionated DNA and sometimes even whole pieces of DNA that make it into your bloodstream, okay? Now, when this happens, your body, because it's intelligent, says, hey, that kind of looks like me, right? That looks like my body. That looks like cells I'm familiar with. So the concept or the, the science of a vaccination, right, is to create antibodies. So now think about this. You're now creating antibodies against yourself, autoimmune, okay? And so your body begins to attack itself. Your body doesn't just wake up one day and say, you know what? I don't like myself anymore. I think I'll start eating my thyroid, right? And so, or the pancreas or where we're seeing all, you know, autoimmune diseases, type one diabetes or different arthritis or it's a lot of diseases that we, we don't know what they mean. We just call them autoimmune. So there's a big category. I say that to say, you know, it's possible that because I remember I have, this has happened many times that soldiers that I take care of that they've brought in their vaccination record and it's pages and pages and pages of vaccinations. I, I had one of the most amazing stories ever happen in my office. I had a, a dad who brought his son. Do you remember the anthrax vaccines? You know, mm -hmm. remember when mm -hmm. they I got one of those? I, I got, that's what I was about to say. I, I had three full sets because they lost my paperwork two other times. Wow. So they did the full complete set uh, right before I de deployed to Iraq. Then they did it when I got back from Iraq again, because they said, oh, we lost the paperwork. Oh. And then a year later when I was supposed to deploy to Afghanistan, they did it one more time. Cause like, Oh, we're, we have just no all records. vaccines or just anthrax or like all of them. Like it was, the it was all my anthrax series, okay, which is yeah. a series of eight shots That's over crazy. a period of like six months. Yeah. So I, I think I got 24 oh, shots Lord, total. Uh, and I think 18 of those were supposed to be, I wasn't even supposed to get. And that's a vaccine that they never yeah, approved for never civilian approved use, correct? Matter of fact, yeah. it has one of the most dangerous chemicals in it called squalene. Uh, there's lawsuits about this vaccination. That's one that they wanted to put in the, um, the swine flu vaccine. If you remember when that was crazy a few years ago, the swine flu. And they were introducing this adjuvant in it called squalene, which was having all sorts of horrible neurological effects on people. So I had a, a dad actually carry in his 22-year-old Marine son to my office who was in a coma from the anthrax vaccine. Laid him, I'd never met him. He just carried, dad just carried him in crying, lays him on my table and says, can you help? 
So when we've assaulted our bodies, right? And I know I'm sitting right in front of you. I've never met you. And I don't mean to stir up some crazy stuff here, right? But um, I think sometimes it helps to know, man, something happened to me, right? I got jacked up, right? And, And they slammed some stuff inside my body that messed up my physiology. And so there are ways to go about healing that often through, and this isn't what we, we didn't really know what was going to happen on this one today, but a lot of that is done through some level done to detox, detoxing, detoxing, you like, know. A, like a heavy metal detox. Yep, heavy or? metal is part of it, right? Oftentimes, and, and there's certain ways in you know, chelation. And we talked about, matter of fact, one of our last shows was on this. When you're in a scenario like, like you're maybe walking through, you know, you might need a higher level of, of detox than, you know, the, you know, a, a mom who's trying to detox off of being on birth control for five years or something like that, or weaning off of a medication maybe, or something like that. When you've heavy metals, because they're fat soluble, they get stored in our fat tissues. And so they tend to stay inside of our bodies. And so to get them out, you have to be very intentional about that. The body's natural desire is not to excrete them. Essentially think of it like this, holding this little thing. It's like, if this was toxic to your body and it's going to cause problems, the body's going to almost insulate it with fat right? So it will stop interfering with your body. It tries to trying to protect your bodies for you. It's not trying to hurt you, but some of these assaults, whether it's through vaccines, whether it's through other traumas, whether it's through nutritional deficiencies, these are all very real things, right? And it can mess up. Now, in your case, we just did a show on this. It can mess up something called the HPA axis, which is kind of a popular term right now, but the A in HPA, right, is, is adrenals, right? And they're kind of at the here's what happens. They're kind of the last, that's what makes your stress hormones, cortisol, things like that. So when those get exhausted, we often, we, we, for example, we look at, we, we blame the adrenals, like they got tired, like they're the bad guy instead of the 38 upstream things, right. That caused them to be tired. Does that make sense? Right. And so we have to appreciate those things upstream to oftentimes to actually get the healing done. It's not so much an adrenal problem. It's like if the garden is dying over there and we go, man, those carrots aren't thriving or the peppers aren't growing. But if the hose is clogged back at the, you know, or the hose isn't on, go turn the hose on. You follow me? And then the the garden will grow the way that it's designed to grow. And so when I'm looking at a person's health, we often, I know the term holistically gets thrown out around a lot. I don't know so much holistically. It's just understanding that your body is designed to heal. Let's get out crap that doesn't need to be in it, whether it's through detoxing, whether it's through more clinical ones of, of heavy metal detoxing or chelation, which are all options that are available. And then also let's give the body the good things that it needs, right? Remove toxicities, replace deficiencies. The problem is most of us, by the time we get to the symptom stage, right? Now this one guy told you about that got the vaccines and it put him in a coma immediately. That's a little different. You've had maybe a different response. If that's even what happened, I don't, you know, it's a lot of damn vaccines to get, right? Um, That have effects. You know, I had a woman the other day that has, this is a quick, but as an example, she's got arthritis. She was, she's a new patient. She's been diagnosed with arthritis. And she came in and I know we were teasing earlier about soda pops and energy drinks. And she was carrying a Mountain Dew, like a 20 ounce Mountain Dew. I mean, I haven't had one in my hands in a long time. I use some for examples, but for, I don't know if they've added more sugar, but there's 77 grams of sugar in one 20 ounce bottle of Mountain Dew. And so, which is like, that would be like six. No, that would be like, um, oh my gosh, like 20 some bags of. So mine has no sugar, yeah, just so you know. My bang I, is zero mm-hmm. calories. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Nice try. Nice try. You just, you didn't help yourself right there. The, um, so, so what ha- so I said, do you know how much sugar's in there? She goes, no. And, and so I told her, and we talking about it. And I said, here's the concern. Sugar causes a lot of inflammation in the body. And she, and then her, her eyes kind of, you know, opened up and she goes, she goes, so sugar can cause inflammation. And I said, Oh yeah. I mean, not can, it does. It's just what happens. It's like if I punch you in the arm, it's going to cause inflammation in your arm because that's what happens. The response to that sugar causes inflammation in the body. And she goes, well, I was just with my rheumatologist yesterday and he told me that what I eat has nothing to do with arthritis. So I, my response to her was, well, great. So tell him, because of course he wants you to take drugs. So I said, well, tell him that if what goes in my mouth doesn't matter at all to my health, then I won't take your drugs either. I mean, if you're going to follow that logic out that says, what I put in my mouth just has no bearing on my health. Sometimes you have to take these things to extreme cases. If I decided to live on whiskey and Marlboros and Twinkies for the next two weeks and we came back in the same room, I don't think any of you would be surprised if I wasn't doing so hot, right? You'd be like, ah, yeah. And I was sleeping two hours a night. You'd be like, yeah, probably. And I said, well, I'm sick and I'm tired. I'm grouchy and I'm irritable. You'd be like, well, yeah, no kidding, dude, right? Well, and what's so ridiculous to me, Ben, is that you could ask a... 10-year-old child, hey, if I'm going to eat this, 
or this? Yeah. I mean, I know you may want this, but yeah. what's the better thing to eat if you're sick and you need to get better? Yeah. What, which is better? And they could pick the right thing. So yeah. why is it that doctors would say that? You know, it's no different than attitude. I feel like mm. if you're ill mm. and you know you have two ill patients mm. and one has a really good attitude and yeah. the other one doesn't, the doctor you're going to pick the one with a better attitude. Yeah. Well, you can't have you know you add bad nutrition to somebody even with a good attitude and it's going to affect their, I don't, you're, you're totally right. It's funny. My son, he's been, he had had a cold the last few days and and last night. Now, mind you, we have no, you know, we've got our own issues in our household, right? So this, but he went to the fridge and he got out two oranges and he he grabs me. He's like, dad, can you peel those for me? I said, sure, buddy. He goes, I just want to get as healthy as I can. And I was like, man, praise God. I don't know when you'll lose that thought process. You know I mean? You'll get convinced otherwise, but it was just kind of a cute moment. But what happens is and I want to talk about this for a second. I, we might talk about something, Brian, by the end of this, right? <laughs> but it's like we, we often think of, and we talk about even nutrition as like fuel for the bodies, but it's more than that because it's not like in your car when you go to put in gas in the gas tank. I mean, I use that analogy because it's easy, but, it's, but also think about if that gas also was what rebuilt, rebuilds your car itself. Okay, so sometimes we think, hey, well, I know if I got healthy stuff in there, my body will, you know, feel a little bit better. No, that same nutrition is how you rebuild the tissues. Okay, so for example, people will say I have a hormonal imbalance. Good, it's a good, talk about that one all day long. But, but, but listen, it isn't like when, when, you know, God made you, however you, however you view that. It isn't like you were a Ziploc bag and he had the dropper and he was like, okay, here's hormone day. Um, there's your hormones for your life. So don't ever bleed. Don't ever cut yourself or you'll have a hormonal imbalance. Your body's making hormones every single millisecond. Okay. But it doesn't make them out of thin air. It doesn't make them out of calories. It makes them out of the nutrients that are inside of your body. A classic example of it is if you don't have good, healthy fats in your body. Okay. So fats got a bad name for a long time. Hydrogenated fats are bad for you, but good, healthy fats, the way that they're designed to be ingested, things like nuts, things like avocados, things like, you know, wild caught fish, things like this, olive oils, coconut oils, those types of things are good for you. And they're critical to make certain things to make hormones. So for example, if my body says I need to make XYZ hormone or somebody says I'm adrenal fatigued, you know, or I'm, you know, I've depleted my adrenals and, or you've depleted the, the storehouse of materials to build them. Does that make sense? And so oftentimes we move, we have to appreciate that fact that our bodies are constantly trying to rebuild themselves. It's not just my body burns some calories so I can have energy through the day. No, your body's rebuilding heart tissue, lung tissue, nerve tissue. Your liver rebuilds itself every six weeks. The inside line of your stomach is new every four days. If we, your thyroid is, as much as maybe the medical world has never told you this, your thyroid is rebuilding itself and turning itself over. I actually had a woman who they cut out almost her entire thyroid. They thought they had cut out her entire thyroid. She had thyroid cancer. They cut out her entire thyroid. God is my witness. This woman's thyroid regrew itself. Literally, she went back in because she wasn't feeling weird and they tested her. And like, your thyroid is crazy. Like, we're giving you all these drugs for thyroid, but it's still crazy. They test her. Her thyroid had regrown itself. Okay, so we say, that's crazy. It's not crazy. Why is it crazy? You're, my goodness, it built it one time. It's not crazy. When you break a bone in your arm, you, you know, the bone regrows itself together and it's stronger where it was fractured Then it will never break in the same place twice because it's actually stronger there. But we have such a massive underappreciation for our body, okay, body's ability to heal, that we're always looking for what do I take to fix this? What do I take to treat this? What do I take to heal this? When, when I, I, and those are okay-ish questions, but we just have to have a little bit broader understanding with that. You know, we can do all the counseling and all the trauma procedures we want, but people have these patterns of nutrition, and if they're not putting things, the right things in their body, then their brains are going to have yeah. issues in, in healing. So we get so far, and then if we can't you know, jump over to the next level, I feel like sometimes it's, it is nutrition, and, and sometimes we don't know what to do. Now, I yeah. know I shouldn't be drinking energy drinks. Right, right. <laughs> I know I should. But, but at the same time, we all take shortcuts, and we all, you know, so we need guidance on what but isn't it it's a good start to say and i'm and I'm, i know we've been teasing this morning and, and i'm far from perfect but the awareness is the key right so let's just say carrie that things started really getting funky with you right and you really were struggling right migraines or i don't know feeling depressed right you would know because you you know of your training you know what i need to, i need to probably cut back on that you know what i mean i you know you would know some things a lot of people Matter of fact, they think the other way. This is the only thing that helps me get through my day. This is the only thing that makes me feel better, right? This is the only thing. And so just an awareness and an appreciation that, hey, what I eat could have 
major implications. I'll use serotonin as an example, and I know this is more your guys' world than mine, but serotonin has gotten a lot of, you know, right, it's the SSRIs and, you know, those types of things, and we could have that talk all day long, but here's what I'd want a person to know. 90 plus percent of the serotonin in your body is in your gut, not in your brain. Matter of fact, most of the serotonin that's actually in your brain is estimated to be about 1% of the serotonin in your body is in your brain, okay? 90% of it's in your gut. So that's really cool. Why is that cool? Well, you know, just real basic logic, you know, the stuff I'm eating, you know, that my gut, you know, ever felt funky in your gut and that affects your mind, right? Or, you know, it can, it can affect your, your mood, right? If we all got really bad news right now, phone rang and something horrible had happened, we would have news that we heard through our ear, right? That gave us a very physical, someone else might pass out, get sick, you know, whatever, faint, right? And so we need to have that appreciation. And so, yes, um, what we eat matters, but, but Carrie, I, I don't, and I mean, we can keep this show on nutrition, but I also challenge people to not think of it's just, well, I, 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 you know, I deal with, you know, I use, you know, talk therapies or counseling, you know, and then I eat good, right? Cause there's other things, right? Toxicity that you, know, we were just talking about vaccinations, movement, exercise, proper rest and sleep. Those things can be just as much of a key for a person to get healing as their nutrition. And I know this is where it gets a little overwhelmed. It's like, oh man, it's too hard. What am I supposed to, I can't do all this stuff, right? So to heck with it. And we look well, for like she yeah. said, shortcuts. You well, know? I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so we have issues with the, how our body's feeling. So then we self-medicate with, I don't know, marijuana yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, I don't. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't. This is radio show. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm just kidding. I actually don't. I've never used it, but I do know that many people self-medicate, especially a lot of military, a lot of veterans self-medicate with that. They're not sleeping. So they use that to sleep or, you know, I mean, we just, we just have one thing after another. You're right. So then they're not sleeping and then they're not, they're self-medicating and then they're not eating right because they feel yucky. So they're grabbing whatever they can. I mean, there's so many factors that we need such a holistic approach. Kind of. There's a, there's a, there's a poem called the, uh, the ambulance down in the valley and it's what you'd imagine. Right. And it's just that, you know, there was all these people going off the cliff. So they showed up at the bottom of the hill with real injuries, right? Like, you know, the things that you've maybe gone through, Brian, all very real, right? You know what I mean? As real as the vaccine, okay? Um, and so we get so focused sometimes on just treating what's just the triage in front of us, very real stuff. But we, we forget to go up to the, to, the, to the road and put signs up and, you know, hey, curve ahead and watch out and put some guardrails up. And so we spend so much of our time treating the symptoms and that's why we get in trouble because the body does have a capacity a significant capacity to heal so a lot of times um by changing lifestyle whether it's movement whether it's you know so exercise or some nutritional changes or removing some toxicities you can get what would be considered miraculous improvements okay right now you have to give your body a chance to heal i say this a lot if you broke your if you broke your leg brian and you were, you know, um, and you had no, you know, you're on a deserted island and you never had any understanding about broken bones. You just, you have fell out of a tree. So you didn't know how long it might take to heal. If it even can heal, you just know, man, this hurts. And so maybe a week goes by, maybe 10 days, it starts to feel a little bit better. So you say, Hey, I think maybe it's better. So you go walk or run or climb and it wasn't healed. So it rebreaks, right. Or whatever. Okay. And so you re-injure it and you might come to the conclusion if you don't know anything else, any differently, I guess broken bones don't heal. You just keep injuring it. You just, nobody ever, you don't know. So a lot of times we just don't, but if, if you would have put it in a cast for six, eight weeks or whatever, stayed off of it, the body heals, it goes on, you go on your way, you wouldn't even think about it. What often happens is we don't even give our bodies a chance to legitimately heal, okay? Because we just keep poisoning them or we're medicating them. They're finding that a lot with even different medications that doesn't actually allow you to go through the healing right? It's why people on opiates, there was just a study that came out this week. I've known this for decades, but just admitting it decades is a stretch, 20 years. It's guess that's decades, but they're ejecting people with steroid shots, right? Hips, knees, ankles, spine, right? Things like that. And they said, Oh, sorry. It actually causes more harm than good. You're talking like cortisone yeah, shots. Cortisone shots. You probably had a bunch of those too. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I had one in my knee. Oh, one in your knee. Yeah. So the research comes out and it says, whoops, sorry, the long-term effects of that are not good. It actually eats the joint, makes it worse, yada, yada, yada. So this is where we, we sit. We've kind of been sold this 
false narrative of health and healing, take stuff to treat stuff, right? No real appreciation for the body's natural ability to heal. And then we kind of wake up, like you're saying, you know, sometime later going, holy crap, I got a lot going on. Can't sleep, can't move, can't, you know. Brian, you also had something with your heart. You had some kind of... When I was in Iraq in 2009 and I, I ate some unpasteurized goat cheese and that contained uh, the bacteria brucellosis. So for about three months, I was vomiting and uh, vomiting blood when I got back and they kept doing the army thing, which is like, oh, obviously you're just drinking too much and mm. drinking too much. And they did a CAT scan with contrast and they said, oh, all your lymph nodes in your bowels are incredibly swollen. That's really rare to see just swollen lymph nodes, you know, in the bowels especially, but it just must be because you're drinking. And Crazy. so I went home on block tour, like this, so three months later, I get home on block leave and I'm, I'm sitting in my ex-wife's parents' house watching TV, drinking a Coke. And all of a sudden I just feel a sharp pain in my chest, shoot over to my arm. And at this point I'd gone through EMT school and I'm like, <laughs> and this kind of feels like what they describe a heart attack feeling like. And it just, my fingers went numb. Well, I go to the hospital and, and they're like, oh, you're, you're having a heart attack. And they admitted me and I was in the hospital for about 14 days with a house team of doctors working on me. Cause like, this is a 23 year old best shape of his life. Just came back from Iraq and he's looking like he's death. Wow. And, uh, they just found out that it was a simple bacteria that was in my bloodstream that had set in my bones. So it made me feel like I had like rheumatoid arthritis and it affected the lining of my heart causing encephalitis. Encephalitis, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, oh, and endocarditis, yeah. endocarditis, yeah, yeah. and um, which caused the heart attack. So, wow, yeah, yeah, and then I deployed like two years or a year and a half after that. It's yeah. it's um, you're already a miracle, right? And and I haven't had a chance to say this, Brian, and I do mean this genuinely. Thank you for your service. I don't think. You know, I don't, and I've, I was, um, I actually wanted to go in the military and I took the ASVAB test. Is that what they call it? Right. And, and my mom didn't know I took the test. And, and so the results came to the house before I could get them and I get home and it's on the table with a note over that says, you're not doing this. Right. Um, so I just am, uh, I'm so thankful. I don't think people appreciate number one, what our soldiers do, but then number two, all these other things that you're talking about with just in how we kind of care for our vets. And I'm not even having that conversation or debate. It just breaks my heart to hear stories like that. And I also think how many other people are just walking through their guts don't feel right, but they didn't even get access to some of that care. Right. So they're walking around with some infection they don't know about. And they think they've got rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease. Right. And, um, and so as, but then also the thing I would kind of counter with even a little before that, Brian is to say, you know, what was the health of your body? Because there was other people there that ate that goat cheese. Right. And they didn't get it. Right. Exactly. And I, I assure you, I was like the one, one out of 12. And I assure you that they got the bacteria, but their body was able to defend itself and kill it and heal it. But your body, for whatever reason, was at a particular point of weakness, right. Or resiliency reduced that it was able to set up in you. You know, we talked about this with the flu shot earlier. You know, if you're, you know, you're all, we're all going to breathe the flu, but I haven't had the flu. And I don't remember the last time if I don't remember. I'm sure. Whatever. I just, I just don't get the flu. I'm around people all the day long. I'm around people that are sick and I don't get the flu. It's not because I got the flu shot. It's because my, it's not because I didn't ingest it. It's not because I didn't breathe it. It's because my body was able to handle it. Right. So your story actually raises an example of, well, what the heck, what, what can we do to help your body be stronger so it can heal from an infection or it can heal from, you know, depression or anxiety, or it doesn't, when I look at healing, I don't care what you want to say, healing from AIDS or healing from cancer or healing from depression. It's all healing. When I think of somebody healing from the flu, it's no different. And you know, if you got the cold today, Brian, right, you just started having the sniffles or I did notice you were wiping your nose a little bit. Maybe you have a cold. Um, you're probably not thinking, oh man, I'll never heal from this cold. I guess I'll have a cold the rest of my life. You're probably not thinking that, right? You're like, I don't know how long it'll last. It'll go away, right? And so, but we, we, because we just believe, we appreciate that capacity to heal. I'll give you a study they did with sinus infections, okay? So here's, here's one. I think it was the British Medical Journal 2004. They took sinus infections, okay? Legitimate diagnosed sinus infections. One group got um, antibiotics. One group got steroids and antibiotics. And one group got nothing. That group did the best. So they didn't take the drugs, they didn't take the steroids, and but but people, but if we don't even, but oftentimes we don't even realize that, right? So my kids, have, for example, then kids have never had a drug inside their body. They're 12 and nine. They've never had a Tylenol. They've never had a vaccine. They've never had, they've never seen a pediatrician. They've never been to a doctor of any sort, right? Outside of their dad. So um, I say that, so I would do, but that doesn't mean my kids have never had a fever, right? They've had a fever. They've gotten hot. They've projectile vomited across the room. They're kids, right? They get boogers. They do that stuff, but somehow they've lived to tell the tale, right? So, but a lot of times what we do is we think, oh, 
we get the fever, we give them the drug and we think, oh, thank God I gave them that. If I didn't have, it's like, so I remember I had this guy come to my office one day and he had a sinus infection and he went to his doctor and he said, it was a newer patient. So we hadn't had a chance to really talk about it. And he goes, um, yeah, he said, if I didn't, <laughs> if I don't take this antibiotic, my sinus infection will never go away. I just thought to myself, so like pre-antibiotics, like pre-1940s, so it was like the whole world just walking around with sinus infections because you're never going to get rid of them. You'll just have a sinus infection for the rest of your life now. It's the silliest thing I've ever heard, right? So a lot of times what happens is we, what do we have? We get, we don't feel well for a few days. We finally quote, go in. They give us some pill, potion, or lotion, right? Get us an antibiotic, give us some dope. We take it, we get better, and we go, it's because I took the drug. There's a lot of assumptions built into that. Ben, I couldn't agree more, and uh, I love just seeing this guy get fired up. It's just so much fun, man. Let's do this. Let's take a break, and uh, let's reset some things. When we come back, we, we got a lot more to cover, and it's going to be some good times. So hang with us on Life After PTSD. Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing, but what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. So here we are back with Life After PTSD. And Ben, I, I know that, you know, you you take this approach that you, you really are against the pills, potions and lotions and all that sort of thing. But what would you focus on? So here we've got, you know, we've got Brian here and he's trying to figure out after being cleared of PTSD, just what was done to his body with well, in the military, of course, but also, you know, afterwards with some of the treatments. So what what would be your focus? Like, where do you approach things? Kind of what's your philosophy on things, man? I think for, you know, what we try to focus on is what are things that we can do instead of saying, what are the 90 supplements I should take? What is my, what is a healthy body need to be resilient, right? To be strong, to fend off on pasteurized goat, goat milk cheese in the middle of Iraq or wherever, or wherever you were, right? Not everybody gets that opportunity to have that, you know? So that's, I don't know if that's relatable for everybody, but in your case, and so we try to focus on, you know, it's like positive psychology or something, right? You know, you're, you never lose if you're an in integrity. You never lose if you're not, you know what I mean? Those are all attributes that we can all grow in and, and be better in. So there's another. So, so I have a question then. What, what is the answer? I mean, I know there's not one answer, but, you know, moving forward, like if I, because one of the things I want to do is team up with you and we have some people that want to lose weight. We have yeah. a couple of people, you know, we want to take some people and take them through the mental part and the nutritional and just wellness, all together wellness, not just nutritional. Yeah. And if I can ask, yeah. like, yeah. would, as you're saying, treating the yeah. problem as a whole, would the treating the Hashimoto's, the thyroid, would that ultimately help? Like you said, you know, you can't just treat all the way down the stream and assume, oh, it's all the adrenal glands faults. Would treating the thyroid help ultimately? um, Yeah, and I would even go a step further, right? Meaning the thyroid, the things above the thyroid, right? Like the the hypothalamus, right? And the pituitary gland and things that release the chemicals that stimulate the hormone, that stimulate the thyroid, right? There's even kind of higher levels, if you will, right? And so, um, but the short answer, the the higher up the stream you can go, the better. One of the the terms that we use, and Carrie, I'll get to, I'll kind of give you some specifics here. So the, the medical term for it is called allostosis or allostatic load. What that is, Brian, it'd be like if you when you're carrying your rucksack or your bag, the heavier that bag is, the heavier your sack is, you know, the more stress on your body. If it's an 80 pound backpack, oh my goodness, if, or whatever, you know. So our focus is doing, so allostatic load is the load of all the stresses in your life. And so Carrie, this is why you can maybe work with a patient that's had chronic migraines and you're dealing with something else and their migraines go away through, you know, the work that you do, even right. though you didn't adjust their neck or, yeah. or, you know, or give them a pill or something yeah, like it, that. It is amazing. We have had that happen, but yeah. I know there's other factors as well. Yeah. So, so, but I look at healing, anything we can do to get a rock out of the backpack for you, Brian, helps your body heal and function closer to how it's designed to do that. Okay. I can, I can jump off of this one story building out here and I'll probably live. If I go jump off of the Amway building, it might not go so well, right? I'm going to exceed the capacities of my body to be able to heal because of just limitations of matter. So my point for this is 
we focus on getting rocks out of the backpack, removing stresses, sometimes emotional stresses, sometimes nutritional stresses, sometimes toxic toxicities, movement, exercise. Okay. So for, for us, for you, anything we can do to remove those rocks now, um, we, we, so I look at healing almost like it's like this, you know, back to that Ziploc bag, you got this bag and it's, it's an inborn ability is healing at a hundred percent. Okay. But then there's these other things that kind of put holes in the bucket or holes in the bag that start to deplete it. Okay. And so we want to plug those holes so the, the bucket can hold water or that, or, you know, if you will, to stand that example. So for you, what are some basic things that we can do to strengthen the resilience of, of our body, take rocks out of the backpack, not to treat your thyroid, but so your body can heal the thyroid in general. I've got people in my office that I've walked through that have been on medications for their thyroid for decades that, that watch their body heal and get off of their drugs. All right. Now people say that's impossible. That's fine. I see it all the time. So I don't know what to tell you. Something, you know, not you, but I, they, they prescribed me Synthroid and I've, I actually yeah. haven't started taking because I heard once you start taking it, you can actually kill your thyroid that way. Is that? It's a great example. So, well, yeah. So think about this. So many of those drugs, um, think it use, um, testosterone as a, another example, people are a little more familiar with. So your body makes testosterone. Okay. Females make testosterone. Males make testosterone. So if I started injecting you with testosterone, right, you go get a T shot, your body's going to say, Hey, <laughs> it's doing it for me. You know, right? And so your, your body will start to produce less, right? Your testes will shrink. Your body will say, I don't need to do it because somebody's doing it for me. If I was, you know, going to, we were going to go lift weights together and you were going to lift 100 pounds, but I stood underneath you and I was lifting 50 of it, you're not going to get the full benefit of it, right? So you're exactly right. What happens over time is the body will reduce it. You'll see this with blood pressure medications. Somebody gets on a blood pressure medication. Then they say, hey, I want to get off of it. So then they try to get off it. What happens? Blood pressure spikes. Not that they can't get off of it, but... That's because our body isn't producing the natural beta blockers. Yeah, right? you know, it's just, it kind of manipulates the physiology. Now you've created the old Rob Peter to pay Paul. It happens with SSRIs. It happens with alcohol, right? Go drink as... When I was a kid and I stuck my first beer, right? And you get, you know, tipsy. And then when you get older, it takes more than, you know, one old Milwaukee. You know what I mean, right? And so it's why we've... we've but we, we think it's different because it's a drug from a pharmaceutical company versus, you know, right? Uh, a six pack, you know what I mean? Maybe not you guys, but people in general. So... When we look at some of the baselines in America, our biggest challenge I feel is sugar. Okay. We're so addicted to sugar. So if I was going to say, what's one thing that a person could do to change their function of their physiology, it would be to get off of sugar. Okay. Um, like completely there's sugar in, I mean, there's sugar in the apple sitting over there, right? There's sugar in the banana that you just ate. There's sugar in a carrot. So, um, however, it's built, it's, per, it's in that naturally occurring food, the way that it's designed to be there. Okay. You get the fiber with it. It absorbs in your body the way that it's supposed to. So I'm not taught, you're probably not going to eliminate sugar entirely. Right now there's a time and a place for that. I would say in extreme cases, cancer cases and things like that, we can move people into a completely sugar-free diet because your body uses two, two sources for fuel. It's real simple. Remember when you were yeah, glucose and and fat. Yeah. Yeah. So lipid, right. Fat. So remember when you were, remember you, maybe it's in the military, you have like the reserve tank in the, in the back, you know, and I said, you run out of your first gas, you hit the reserve tank. So in our bodies, it'll, if we're going to keep providing it sugar, it'll just burn that. Cause it's like easy. It's like kindling on a fire, throw dry leaves in there, just blows up real fast. Right. It burns fast and hot and kind of dirty now, but you know, those waxy logs that you can buy like a dura log, but they burn kind of, you know, just for like hours. That's like using fat as your fuel. So there's, so that's, and that's gets us into the realm of ketosis. Now we're moving into another world. You look familiar with it. You're nodding your head, which, which I heard is a fad diet that just increases blood glasses. Like ammonia and stuff like that. Yeah. So here's, here's what happens when you move off of a sugar-based diet or a carb-based diet into a keto, your body will go into a state of ketosis. That's kind of a, there's some real, there's some, I would, I would agree with you to the sense that there's some fat in it, FAD fat, right. And some fat, but, um, but it's really getting rid of the refined carbohydrates, the chips, the crackers, the drinks, the all of the extra sugars that are in there, right? Now, in extreme cases, again, seizures and neur certain neurological diseases, living in a state of ketosis can be done and can be done effectively. Yeah. But is it healthy? Yeah. I mean, because from yeah. my understanding, your liver, when, when you don't have that intake of glucose, then your liver runs off, then it has to produce the glucogen, which you're using your body. So are you putting more strain on your liver when you're not consuming some carbohydrates, that's like your so, body's main source of energy. Yeah, well, here's but here's what I would say to it, where it's kind of we're talking about, we were on air or not at the time, I don't remember, but talking about soy, right? So there's a, there's a, there's a threat, I say a threat of truth. You're, you're accurate. The, pro, the issue is I would say 
except for extreme cases where people are not ingesting any carbs, like a carrot, like no vegetables, no nothing, like you're still getting sugar. Okay. okay? Right. So that's where you're not really, it's not really a real life thing that happens. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, um, but, but having extra processed sugars, which essentially is putting your body in a state of inflammation, they now are going to, there's new language coming out around Alzheimer's that's making it into the literature, they're pretty much calling diabetes or they're calling uh, Alzheimer's now type three diabetes because it's causing inflammation of the brain, right? Long-term inflammation of the brain. And so helping a person get off of a process. So people ask me all the time, should I be vegan? Should I be a vegetarian? Should I be paleo, keto, you know, Atkins, whatever the latest fad is, if you will. I stay away from most of those. I say, just eat food as close as you can to the way that God designed it. All right, right. Eat the apple, eat the orange. You know, now can you eat too much fruit? Remember Steve Jobs, right? You know Steve Jobs? Right. He's kind of famous for one of his diets was he lived on grapes for like a year and a half. Well, think about this. And, and, and you know, so Steve Jobs um, only ate grapes, okay, um, for an extended period of time. Well, grapes are high in sugar, all right? They're fruit, right? And so he burned out his, he died of pancreatic cancer, right? So burned out his pancreas, okay? If you think about that, he was just, you know, your body just constantly have to re- release insulin, 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 insulin to do that. And so, you know, there's, there's certainly extremes of any sort here, right? Any, any strength fully extended can become a weakness. So fruit's good for you, yeah. Is fruit good for you if that's all you eat all day long ever? No, you know what I'm saying? Um, if a person's gonna eat meat, for example, I just encourage them to get as clean and meat as possible, right? Not to just, so that's where we get confused on it. You know, it's like, hey, um, yeah, I'm eating some meat, but if it's ra- if it's sick meat that's been raised sick and now I'm ingesting that, I don't know what we expect to happen, like magic. You know what I mean? I just ingested a whole bunch of toxins, a whole bunch of antibiotics, a whole bunch of things that are mess up my gut flora and, you know, and mess up my body. So if you're going to eat meat, I suggest eating clean meat, you know, <laughs> water intake, general hydration, Okay, these are all things that are so baseline, ingestions of good fats. But here's the thing. Most people haven't even done that for any sort of extended period of time, right? They've, you maybe have, but I mean, just general population. They're like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I ate a salad. You know what I mean, right? So a lot of things at times I take people through as a fast, you know, some level of fast. There's a lot of fasts out there. Daniel fast, water fast, you know, um, intermittent fasting. There's all sorts of, and most of them honestly are good. Anything to kind of begin to break that cycle, right, of dependence on junk, right, help to restore water fast are one of the most powerful things. They say that on about between day four and five of a, of a five-day water fast, you actually see a complete um, restoration of your immune system and stem cells start to become released at a high level and it rebuilds your immune system, right? So for you, a guy that's be looking to battle through an autoimmune disease, right, it'd be a really good idea. Um, we can have conversations off air, but of looking at water fasting for an extended period of time right? Okay. Where that allows your body to, to, to restore itself. But most people just don't even try not that you aren't looking for help. I mean, they just don't know. Right. And they don't have anybody that can help them do that. Um, so, you know, the general, you hear a lot about plant-based diets, right? And I would say that, um, that's a, probably a good starting point for a person to get, add more vegetables, not because they're vegetables, but because they have a lot of nutrients in them. Right. Um, you know, i I eat meat. I, um, I, you know, I do eat meat, so I don't think it's inherently evil or bad to do that. We do stay away from dairy primarily not because of goat cheese bacteria, but because of, um, Pasteurization. yeah, the well, the way that it's just created the, the, the cow, you know, to get good, Dairy is difficult, right? And so we just avoid it. We have like, you know, different types that we, you know, we use almond milk or we use, um, uh, that's the primary one. I'm just trying to think of my fridge I right now. I think to get good dairy, it's illegal because you can't even Oh yeah, you got to, you got to go like to a pet store, you know, and well, buy, uh, you know, animal milk, you know. I've seen the raids on Facebook where they go in people's houses Isn't and they're pouring out milk from the refrigerator. It is quite, it is quite crazy. Um, I, I knew somebody yeah. one time that would buy it like an Ocala. They would go and buy like unpasteurized milk or whatever. They're like, do you want some? And I, I just never did, but they're, I don't know, man, it was, it was kind of a shady thing going on. I'm like, I just don't want the... It's 100% illegal. They'll, they'll seize everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, unless you know something that has a cow. Carrie, you got a question? Uh, well, I was just thinking about yeah. um, nutrition in general yeah. and the fact that uh, we, and this is going to be a whole nother episode, so we won't do this now, but, but even um, gluten. So, oh, I, yeah. you know, and I, again, I know we can't go over this now, but I know I personally went off of gluten because my child has an allergy mm-hmm. and went off just for him. And then when I started eating it again, just one day because I got sick, you know, so I'd been off for like three months and then I yeah. thought, oh, I'm not around yeah. him. I'm just going to go out and eat some. And I felt awful. Yep. And what I realized is when I went off of gluten, I now had no more headaches. Mm. I never had stomach, nothing. Right. And so it was, it was amazing 
so I just, I'm just that you, you, one. And I don't know that I'm even allergic to it. You but bring I'm saying, up, a, I, I don't, we don't want to do a show, but I want right. to encourage our listeners really quickly. We're, we're so confused. So we think of allergies. We often think like anaphylactic, right? Like I eat something. I know Jeff, your family's walked through some stuff, you know, like I ate and I got hives, you know what I mean? Most allergies are, are what's more, be more better classified as what we call sensitivities, but gluten's a really good example. And I want to talk about this just for a second, because a lot of people struggle with this. Gluten it's become more of an issue because number one, GMOs, the way we've modified our grains. Okay. And then number two, the way we process them. So we destroy them, we manipulate them, and then we put them in things called food and then you ingest it. And so what goes into your body is not the way that again, it was designed to be ingested. Okay. So I don't think that like, for example, I don't think whole grains are the enemy. Okay. Um, I think I just don't, but I think we need to understand we need to eat them as close to the way they're designed to do as we can. I had a sensitivity to gluten that I didn't know about, right? And I had been diagnosed with all sorts of digestive issues and, and things like that. And so when I went to a doctor and, um, and he helped me understand that, so I cut gluten out of my diet as well. And I lost 70 pounds. Yeah, right? I, lo- I, lost, I lost 19. You lost 19 and you didn't have anything to lose, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah. you know, so it's amazing because and somebody says, well, what do you mean? How does that happen? Gluten acts is a very much an inflamer and it can inflame your GI system. You see a lot. That's why a lot of kids that are like on autism spectrum and things like that, people with now extreme is called celiac, celiac mm-hmm. right? So you know, it's extreme aversions, but the, the, and most people just fall into sensitivities where it slows down your digestive system. Your food just sits on itself and it gets stored as fat. And then we think, man, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get healthier. So a lot of people just by getting rid of gluten, or again, this is why just eating more of a natural whole food diet, you're winning because you're going to just naturally avoid a lot of glutens that you didn't even, a a snicker bar is gluten-free, but I don't think you're going to get healthy eating a snicker bar. You know what I'm saying? Oreos are gluten-free, but you're not going to get healthy eating Oreos, right? Cocoa Krispies are gluten-free too. Cocoa Krispies are, (laughs) no, no, I got to tell you, I'm in the line the other day or in the grocery store. They have Sour Patch Kids cereal now, y'all. Okay. Sour Patch Kids cereal. And it's gluten-free? I don't, I, I don't even want to know. I don't want to pick it up. And I'm I like, it's fat-free, like, gluten-free. Like, Come on. Ben, I mean, walk down the cereal aisle right there. You want to find gluten? There you go. It's going to be in all that stuff yeah. and everything. You know, I just couldn't believe that. Unbelievable. Hey, let's do this. Let's land the plane for today. Brian, did you get some answers? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do now? Well, more I, than you wanted, yeah, probably. Well, I was going to say, I'm like, I, I want to know. Does that mean, are you done with sugar after today? Or what's the deal? Is this going to be a slow weaning? Well, I mean, I know I need to make some change. Of that. Like I said, yeah. I tried that 90-day protocol. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. you know, it's kind well, of, you I'll talk offline with yeah. you about the kind of legitimacy of yeah, that yeah, yeah. book that she wrote. I don't know if, the one you, if you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. But it, it's definitely, I've heard of doing fast and Five days, is that just drinking water for five days? <laughs> we'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to We don't want to rip people's hope away. Yeah, you know? I'm thinking I have to be in bed for that. Well, I, I, th- I, think, I think what's cool about this conversation is, is, is all of the episodes that we have done have always been about the mental health component of this. And Carrie, I think you're wise to bring it, you know, to bring these worlds together. These worlds need to be talking uh, right there. If we talk about the mental health world and, and we're talking about the software, essentially, the brain is running, there's still hardware that has to be nourished and taken yeah. care of. And I, I think the more that these two worlds collide, and if we can bring those together on these shows, then uh, we're doing a service here. And here's a guy like Brian who needs those answers, desperately needs those answers. He's done a lot of work with you already, but you know, as you said, could be adrenal issues, could be some other things going on there. And my gosh, I'm just thinking of all of the injections that you got from the military, man. I mean, then the we got to help yeah. this guy, man. Well, the thing that I love about these <laughs> yeah. conversations about yeah. nutrition, though, and, and honestly, it's the reason I, I even, I don't want to say bother to talk about it. It's really not my passion, but it is it, it really, it's the one of the things that you can do on your own. Meaning like what, you know, it's what you choose, what do you like? We need to have experts like you carry that can help us work through some tough stuff. A chiropractic adjustments, which I provide, I don't know how to send those home yet. You know what I mean? Like you got to come in, I got to put my hands on you. Just kind of how it works. Nutrition. I, I do love because once you learn things, it's like totally in your control, your grocery shopping, you're cooking your meals. So it's like a really empowering place to live and it's powerful. Right. So I love to teaching people some basics and they can go, Hey man, you mean I can change, you know, change what you eat and it can change your life. And, and then we still need other experts around us to help us in tougher areas. Right. Yeah. But you know, between exercise and, and nutrition, those are really land in your lap, you know? And so learning some best practices in that can be really powerful. And then my prayer for a guy like, like Brian, all of us is finding people that believe in his ability to heal and help empower him to do that. Right. Cause the medical world, like you said, which you kind of alluded to is here's your drug and you're out for the rest of your life. 
right? And it's like, well, that's it. Like, that's my only, that's, that's the only, well, that's the only option that they maybe have, but there's a lot of other options. It's just not one that they maybe told you about, right? And so you're wise to ask questions and to walk down this path because so many people just kind of throw their hands up, say, I don't know, it's too complicated and they don't, you know, and they never get there. And then, you know, and so just, um, I'm just encouraged and, uh, you know, that you're asking these questions. So I just, I just had one more thought. Well, I had lots more thoughts, but this is one thing, um, you know, with chiropractic adjustment, you know, yeah. what you do as a chiropractor, you know, I think you guys get a bad rap sometimes. Oh, it didn't work or yeah. I did this, sure. but are we just like mental health? We get a bad rap too mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, like, oh, there's, yeah. and, and there are a lot of bad mental health. We got one right here. Therapists <laughs> out there. <laughs> he was shaking his head with his first experience. <laughs> I'm teasing you, right? Um, <laughs> but, but I think when you have the other things, well, yeah. when you're doing the right thing as a mental health and a chiropractor, yeah. That's important, for number one. But then number two, to have all those other things to support it, yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, now yeah. what you're doing works. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. I think so many times, back to that broken leg example, we just didn't, of course, you got to find a good one and all that kind of stuff, right? And we get that. But also um, that we understand that it's kind of a journey. Be like getting mad at your personal trainer because you didn't get in shape. You know, like it's a little, it's a little bit, not that any of us can, a patient, they always want me to promise that they're going to get better. And I say this, I can't promise that, but I can promise that this is where it gets a little confusing for people, but I can promise you that you can heal. I have to look at a person in the eyes. Like if you were counseling somebody, you would never say to that person, you can't get better. Now you don't know what that's going to look like. And you don't even know if that's going to happen, but you would never tell them they can't. That's ridiculous, right? right? So reminding a person that they can heal. And hey, let's see, like you said, let's add enough, you know, take rocks out of the backpack and add some good, healthy stuff to it and see what happens. That's our best bet. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. I think that's well, a wrap. That's yeah. A wrap. Thank you, Ben. And um, yeah, um, guys, if you're out there listening, you know, we want you to click subscribe and there's a reason for that. It's because we drop great episodes like this every Monday, great guests, great topics. And uh, the only way you're going to know about it is if you get that notification. So make sure you are subscribed and uh, share this with somebody who needs to hear it. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. We're so grateful that you listened to the show today. Now imagine a new normal you get to decide with all its possibilities once you are free of PTSD, because that is what is possible. You're here, which means you're ready, but listening alone will not heal you or those you know who are suffering. Join us on the mission to eradicate PTSD by reaching out to lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or by sharing this message of hope with someone you know.